This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, Jerry, my dear wife. And we're going to talk about a couple things today. One being a postmodernism, which I have very, very vague, foggy idea. And actually, it's a foggy thing. It's kind of like actually hard to have. It changes daily. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's kind of a hard thing to have a strong grip on because it, it always seems to be in flux because mm-hmm. there are no absolutes. So when there are no absolutes, it's kind of hard to define something absolutely that doesn't really believe in abs- yeah, absolute truth. truth anyway. But uh, one of the books that I've been enjoying reading lately is Alive and Awake to the Truth by John Cooper, lead singer of Skillet. So he had some really, really great things to say. And he was talking about postmodernism and he gave a short definition. And of course, I'm trying to wrap my brains around it. That's why I figured I'd talk about it today just because to, I have some typical talk quotes it through. and whatnot. Talk it through. Yeah. If I talk <laughs> it through to you, maybe I'll understand it better. But um but you're going to, re- it's going to resonate, trust me, uh, some of these things. But so he was talking about that and he was talking about Marcus, Marxism and how that some of the threads of that are actually in our society today because it's all about the oppressed, that minority group that doesn't have a voice needs to rise to the top and overthrow what's in power. Right. So what would be considered what you're going to overthrow today would be white, male, Christian, cisgender. They're the ones with the voice. They're the ones we have to overthrow. So that's why sometimes if you feel like you have no voice in this world and nobody really cares about what you think, this is one of the reasons and and kind of some of the thinking behind it because they don't want to hear what you have to say because you already have power. So you need to be, your volume needs to be dropped to nothing. You need to be muted basically. And these other people need to be amplified in what they're saying. So today we live in a world where anything that would be considered a minority, transgender, uh, certainly uh, LGBTQ, uh, you look at anything to do with race, any kind of minority, female, that all needs to come to the top and we need to just obliterate everything else. And so now he said, that's where you're getting into these no values. So he said, then you're going to have people and they'll be talking about Jesus. And so you'll be talking about absolutes and they don't want to hear it. So it's because like a religious thing. So you'll be talking about morals and things and they'll say, well, that doesn't sound like the Jesus I know. Yeah. Right. Because they've detached the Jesus they know from the Jesus of the Bible, and they've refigured him to be them. And like I said on Sunday, bad theology leads to bad behavior, and all bad theology is to justify bad behavior. And I think even this kind of thinking is just justifying being able to do what you want. At the end of the day, all this boils down right. to, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, everyone decides what their own truth is. Right. You know, and it's not based on anything concrete or any absolute value. It's just based on how they feel at the moment. Right. And, you know, feelings change, but truth should never change. Right. Because feelings are the caboose on facts are the engine. Right. That drive you. And, you know, your faith is based in the facts. And then your feelings are the caboose of the train. The engine of the train is what the truth is. So we live in a world today where they don't really value that. And I like what John Cooper said. He said, yeah, he goes, I would agree 
with these people who say, that doesn't sound like the Jesus I know, or that's not the Jesus I know. He said, yeah, you're right. The Jesus you know is not the Jesus of the Bible. That's the truth. Because right. you, we he said, you've got churches, denominations that are teaching things that are counter to what truth is. Yes. So recently I just heard there was somebody in this area and they were talking about, they actually put this post on Facebook that Jesus Christ is nothing like what we are today as Christians, that he was liberal, that he was anti-conservative, that he was, he was there to overthrow the establishment. Now, what did John Cooper in his book just say at Alive and Awake to the Truth? That's not Jesus that, of the that Bible. That we are looking, the, the underpress, the whatever, minority is going to rise to the top and obliterates basically the majority voice and overthrows that power, right? So Jesus Christ is here to overthrow the power. He was there to overthrow the religious establishment. He was there, so he's nothing like it. So we've become now the religious establishment in that guy's mind that Jesus would overthrow. And again, it's a complete recreation right. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, because Jesus even came and said, you know, submit to the authorities of government, even though the government was oppressive. Right. You know, so obviously, I mean, he was not a rebel. He was coming to speak truth. He said, give the Caesar what Caesar's, give to God what's God. Right, exactly. And they tried to argue about paying the temple tax and that they shouldn't pay it. He yeah. did not, he didn't really talk no. much about mm -mm. politics at all. No. And, but again, it's this thinking of the minority is rising up. And he goes, and then this is where your identity politics come in because then every group that's considered the minority that now needs to be given the prime voice. And sometimes I've often wondered about that. I'm like, okay, well, if you have transgender, let's just talk common sense here for a second. If you were full on board with it and say, okay, I, I believe a whole percent, you know, hundred percent that these people claim to be transgender, transgender, you're looking at a percentage of the population that is minuscule. Mm -hmm super small and they have such a major voice and then here we are if you're a parent in a school district and you're going to come and say hey i don't think that boy should be in the girl's locker room just because they th say they're a girl you're going to be the problem right because your voice needs to be silenced you don't have really a say right and there's no common sense or and there's no being able to say anything without getting attacked right you know i mean even i read an article today just about you know college dorms and how now you know your daughter could go to college and her roommate could possibly be a male that identifies as a female and you have no say in the matter you know what i mean right. and it's but and that's normal now and you right. can't better not say anything and it's like where is the truth of reality right because we're the, the truth is they don't believe in a reality. Right. That's the fact. In postmodernism, they're, they're against establishment, authority, rules, things that would govern and make sense of your life. To me, it would be like if you're playing on a football field, the thing that makes football fun is rules. There's inbounds. There's out of bounds. The guy caught the football in the touchdown. It's not a matter of do I feel like he was inbounds. They have cameras all over the place. The guy's foot was in the green or his feet were on the white. Right. That's it. I mean, there, there are certain rules. You can't, uh, you know, there's rules against clipping and chop blocks. And, you know, you can't, uh, some things you can't do to the quarterback to protect him because he's a very defenseless when he's throwing the ball. So, I mean, they have all kinds of rules right. that make the game make sense. But can you imagine playing a football game where there's no end zone? There's no real way to know if you scored a touchdown. There's no yards at all to mark it. It mm -hmm. would be 
then you couldn't even make sense of it. Yeah. Right. Like, what would be the point? This is how people yeah. want to live today. And I remember Ravi Zacharias, and I know his name's been tarnished at this point, but he had a great point. He was in a building, I think it was in Ohio State University, and it was the whole building was like stairs to nowhere, doors to nowhere, and all these things to demonstrate. And the whole building was about demonstrating that there are no rules and things like that. He said, well, is that the way you put the foundation in? Yeah. You know, basically. And that's a paraphrase of what he said. He said, but you didn't, you did follow rules when you put this foundation in for this building. Yeah. Or the building would collapse. Or the building would yeah. collapse. So as, as stupid as you're trying to make it and act like there are no real rules, it's not possible. There is, there is a summer solstice and winter solstice. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not whether you want it to be or not. It just exists. There is gravity. It just exists. There are seasons. It just exists. Daytime's coming when daytime's coming and nighttime's coming when yep. nighttime's coming. Sure. This is, you, you can make it up and, and say whatever you want, but it just is what it is. And that's where I look at the, the Bible as statements of reality. Mm -hmm. It's a 10 commandments are, yeah, there are laws, but they're also statements of reality, life as it is. I shouldn't be stealing. I shouldn't be lying. I shouldn't be cheating. I shouldn't be envying. I shouldn't be dishonoring my parents right these yeah, are all things absolutely. that i shouldn't be doing and so that's that's reality mm -hmm. the this here this system of thought does not acknowledge any of that no and i think it shows where a nation and people go when we get off of the truth of god's word right that it just becomes so wishy-washy that anything goes and you know every day it could just be something new oh somebody has this other idea oh okay well now that's the truth to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be new every day. And here's why. Because I think at the end of the day, people just want to justify indulging the flesh. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just indulging impulse. Mm -hmm. You want to be, you, you're married guy, you see some other hottie you want to be with. What's the way to justify that? So well, you can't justify it. Yeah. You don't pull out the Ten Commandments when you're trying to justify that behavior. Right. You're trying to obliterate the Ten Commandments when you're justifying that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. You're trying to ignore all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Because I don't want I don't want any kind of absolute rules. And so when you're looking at, you know, it could be, you know, same-sex attraction or whatever it is, and all these things that we've indulged, like we're indulging even the fantasy that if you're born with girl parts, you're not a girl. Right. Or if you're born, born with boy parts, you're not a boy. This is a, this is a mental health issue. Like right. we should be helping people. We shouldn't be encouraging this. We should right. be helping it. But in our society, because of the way that our thinking has become, the worst thing you can do to somebody is tell them no. Oh, and not yeah. encourage them to indulge whatever fantasy world that they want to, or fantasy reality that they want to construct. Now, one of the problems is like for a lot of well-meaning people, and I remember talking to one young lady and she was thinking about going, you know, way she shouldn't have been going. I told her, I want you to look around. I want you to look around. You go to a ball game. I don't care what this world tells you. I want you to go to a ball game. I want you to look around. And what you're going to see, you're going to see guy, girl, guy, girl, guy, girl. Go to the beach. You're going to see guy, girl, guy, girl, guy, girl. And here's why you're going to see it, because that's the way it is. Right. I said, and to no matter how much they're trying to make it seem like it's not that way. Now, in we're kind of coached in America, well, you don't say anything about it. If you disagree with it, you keep your mouth shut. You don't say anything about it. But it doesn't mean that people really in their hearts agree with it. Or think that's the way right. we should be going. So you can't skirt it forever. You can say mm -hmm. there are no absolutes, but a lot of times people say it absolutely. Right. <laughs> it's an absolute saying there's no absolutes. I mean, you can't, you just can't escape structure. You can't right. escape planning. You can't escape it. And I think some people do. Like they want to escape the true reality because maybe reality is a little bit harsher than what they 
Reality is, oh, wow, you know, I got to work on my marriage. Reality is, I got to be nice to people. Reality is, I got to be an honest person. I need to work hard. Mm -hmm. That's reality. Right. Right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that, like you said, people just want to do what they want to do. And they want to make excuses for their behavior. And not only that, they want to attack anyone that thinks otherwise. Right. You know, so basically, if you don't agree with them, you're not allowed to not agree then you're evil, you're wrong, you're going to be attacked. Right. And, you know, everyone just seems to be jumping on that bandwagon right now that if you dare to say anything that you disagree, it's like you, unconscionable. Right. You shouldn't and, do that. And we're living in a world of the cliche. We're living in the world of pithy sayings of just... I see it all the time, people pulling out quotes from all over the place, whether it's Hinduism or whatever ancient poet that they think is smart and more brilliant right. than the Bible, and they're just going to quote it. And again, all things quoted, all things done are done to fuel the sin nature. Yep. The bottom of the line, line is we have a sin nature and we just want what we want. And a lot of times we want stuff that's destructive for us. Mm -hmm. Addiction, yeah, you might want drugs, but I'm going to tell you what, it's wicked destructive right you can say uh, pot smoking is not that bad it kills your ambition you want to be reading comic books sitting in your mom's basement until you're 50 years old <laughs> then yeah i would i would highly suggest it you want to have great talent and not use your talent that's a good way to go you just chill out every night and not because it will it does that's a fact like it's yeah. not it's not making it up i feel like it kills ambition no it does kill your ambition period right so I look at these kind How of things. How dare yeah, you say something? Not, absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. They, science is only, they only use science when it's convenient to use right, science. That, yeah. that is the honest and <laughs> good truth. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Follow the science. And then you point out the science over here. Like when it comes to an issue like abortion, uh, that's a living human. What? Yeah. You know, all, all of a sudden, I don't want to hear science only now when, when it comes to, yeah. yeah. If it's come pro-life versus abortion, yeah. I don't want to hear science now. Or anything else. I've just finally, people want to believe what they want to believe. But again, there's an indulgence of, mm -hmm. I want to do what I want to do. No one's going to tell me how to live. To me, that's bedrock American thinking it right is, there. I'm an sure. individual. You're not going to tell me I can do what I want, when I want, with who I want. I mean, mamas and papas were singing that. Yep. You know, back, back in the, in the 60s, 60s yep. they were singing that. There's this free... Be what you want to do. Be what you want to be. be. Right. I can do whatever <laughs> I want to do. Whatever makes mm -hmm. me happy from Cheryl Crow to you name it. I mean, the thinking has been out there. I've heard it for years. Yeah. You just got to do what makes you happy, honey. I'm like, okay, well, sometimes what brings you short-term short -term happiness is going to bring you long-term pain. Right. And that's what you got to remember. So anyway, they were saying in some of the articles that I... They said that basically the postmodern came into existence in the 60s, early 70s. They debate it like when it really happened, but it was against anything that would be structure, system, organization, maybe not organization from an administrative per se, but like religion, government, things like that's all the suspect. Thinking. That's yeah. all that's all suspect. I think we should be suspect of the government. Maybe I'm a postmodernist, you know, from that perspective. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just pluralism, multiculturalism, uh, quantum physics, all these things they said are playing into a part of it. And in place of purpose, design, logic, and meaning, it affirms and embraces uncertainty. Mm -hmm. 
anarchy, chaos, and chance. It considers any effort to impose order on upon the world or human life as purely provisional and arbitrary. It asserts that truth can vary from person to person, group to group. So that's the kind of thinking. Yeah, well, it's it just, it's your truth. And yeah. I, it was interesting. Um, John Cooper brought that up. He said, you saw it in the Kavanaugh trials where the news media it didn't really matter if the girl was telling the truth about the Supreme Court justice and ahead of him being approved or not. Right. All that mattered was it was her truth. Yeah, you had to listen because it's what she... It's her thought. truth. Yeah. And he said, you hear it, you hear it now, truth. well, that's his truth. That's her truth. We joke around all the time. I know my truth. Right. <laughs> I know my truth. We joke, right? Because it came out of couples retreat. Vince Vaughn said it. So we, and that is a hilarious movie, actually. So we would listen to it and we'll, we'll say like, if you don't agree with me or something. I know my truth. I know my truth. You, yeah. you say it to me all the time. All the time you say it. You're a postmodernist. Yeah. Because you say, you say it to me all the time. I'm so liberal. You yeah. are. You say it to me all the time. I do. Well, do I think that we could be in, you know, somehow influenced by postmodern mm thinking absolutely oh I sure mean, because it was probably it infiltrates anything you watch anything you see um you know news media it, it's just craziness i was thinking back to remember we watched i can't remember what it was called but it was like a documentary kind of going from the world war ii to the korean war to the vietnam war and they like interviewed different things and i just remember one specific thing that there was this girls school at the beginning of the vietnam war of in in the u.s and it was all girls they went you know dressed in dresses they went to school and four years later by the time this one girl graduated it now had become co-ed everyone was like dressed almost like hippies and they were like smoking weed and all this crazy stuff just in a short period of time and i thought no wonder it was such a shock for some of the guys who left for Vietnam and then came back. It was like you were coming back to a different country. Right. It was really, I had never seen it like how quickly it shifted that until was the we watched Ken that. Burns documentary on Vietnam because, Jerry, let's face it, we don't watch many documentaries. No, but it's it, Chernobyl and Vietnam. I mean, there's. <laughs> I just two. can't remember what anything's called. But so, do which you remember one, that specifically? Which documentary was it of the two? One of the two. One yeah. of those two. Exactly. But you remember that? Right. How it was just such a drastic change in such a short period of time in our country. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I never looked at it from that but perspective. Ever since back in the hippies days. I yeah. mean, it was definitely free love. There's not, but it didn't sustain. Like I remember the movement. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't sustain, like they had it. I lived in a day where I'd be walking down the road. Of course, I'm this clean, well, my hair was a little bit longer, but I mean, I was this, you know, church kid, you know, walking around and I'm seeing a van full of hippies drive by. Like this was a normal thing. I mean, yeah, guys okay. with their hair had down halfway down their back. Like this mm -hmm. was just, yeah. Part of but the I 70s. think a I mean, lot of that ideology that came in during that time has taken a lot of root in this country and has been super destructive. Right. Uh, relativism is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. It's as well as not okay. Like I've heard my daughter say it, our, our daughter say it. Uh, it's my truth. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't agree with it, but it's okay for them. Right. And I would challenge her no, it's not okay for anybody. Exactly. It's not okay for anybody to do the wrong thing. So we can't, but in relativism, that's what it teaches. Even she was picking up it in the school. Well, in high school, I yeah. wouldn't do it, but that's okay for them. No, they're free to do something that's not okay, but we're not going to say it's, it's okay. Right. Yeah. We're not going to say we it's okay for them. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I had to check that kind of thinking. And really, today, there's an actual 
uh, pick and mix approach whenever you come to any of these kind of problems. There's an ambiguous uncertainty, no authority, no absolutes, believe whatever you want. People struggle to know what is really real. And so as we are in this malaise, this swamp that we've created, Mm -hmm. this bouncy house America that we tried to think, and a bouncy house is fun to play in. Like it is fun to go in a bouncy house and jump around. I would not want to live in a bounce house. Right. I would not want to live where things are bouncing all the heck all over the place. And when I walk through the kitchen, the whole kitchen table's going up, the food's going all over the floor. It'd be absolutely unsustainable. But that in our thinking is what we've tried to do. We've tried to create this bouncy, this bounce house where everyone's safe, everyone's having fun. Yeah, but nothing's staying put. Right. There, there's no security in it. There's no happiness. Meanwhile, antidepressants are being crazy. handed out. I can't believe the number of young people that I talked to today and, and you'll talk to them and the, the list of medications that they're on is scary in their 20s yep. that they're already taking just to deal with life is staggering because we man having a bad day drink a coca-cola like you would people can't they can't cope right they cannot cope with anything that's hard or anything that goes against how they feel right you know and they're almost taught that you know you're the most important thing in the world right so if things aren't going your way you know, then that's everyone right. else's problem. Just be you. Yeah. Just yeah. be you. The best version of yourself. Yeah. The how best about version. the best version of yourself? I, I hear that is all the, the time. That You're beautiful. Right. You're beautiful just how you are. And I think to myself, I'll be me if me's behaving today. You know what I'm right. saying? But if, if being me is not behaving, I, I shouldn't be being me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being, being just who you are doesn't always account for. No, you might seriously need to make some changes. Yeah, you I might mean, seriously need to check your attitude. If you're feeling badly about yourself because you're doing the wrong thing, then you need to do the right thing. Right. You should be feeling badly about yourself. But in this nation, if you feel badly, well, then we'll just medicate you or excuse your behavior so you feel better about Here, what you're here's doing. Here's the fact of the matter is, this approach to life doesn't work. No, it's not, not working in this country. It's not working. It doesn't work. I look at people and the things that they do. They come and talk to me. This is this is what we're doing. This is how we're handling our finances. How we're handling our marriage. This is how we're handling life. And you're listening to this, like guys, this doesn't this does not work. <laughs> like this, seriously. Like what you're doing is not working. Right. You can't do just whatever you want to do and think that it's going to work. Right. You know, you've got to have there are certain financial rules you know that we should be following there's certain things like i don't mind it i've lived the whole life of responsibility like i don't mind responsibility i don't mind rules i understand it i get it because train's going to be best on the railroad tracks but a train on a dirt road that's not where the train belongs we were built to be on the tracks we're built to be living in accordance in the boundaries of god's rules and that's the value of the bible but anyway Mm. we got to close this one out we appreciate you tuning in Uh, feel free to follow uh, feel free to subscribe to the Eagle Vol Bible Church page uh, where we put these podcasts or Podbean. Uh, follow us there. So anyway, anything you do, share it. Uh, we always super appreciate it. You guys all have a fantastic week.